Welcome to On Stage with Android Maven, where we share content and insights to making us a better, impactful, and higher paid software engineers. My name is Uluwato Biloba Akinpelu, also known as Android Maven, and I'm super excited to be a host. Yes, I have with me here Adiyemi Adidakpo, a designer. I mean, with a lot of experience, I've worked with him. I know him personally, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really honored to bring him on this podcast. And uh, yeah, we're going to be hearing from him and knowing who he is the more. Welcome to On Stage Podcast, Adeyemi. Hello, everyone. Hello, Toby. Thank you for having me. Uh, like he said, my name is Adeyemi Adidapo. Yes. I'm a man of many skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. My day job, I, I'm a designer, a product designer. It's one of the things I love to do. It's one of the things I've spent so many years of my life doing. Yes. Yeah. So I help uh, brands, organizations, startups create joyful digital experiences. Mm. I see to how products are designed to be functional and to be pleasant to use. Mm. So that's basically what I do. I love to teach. I yeah, I love to do work. <laughs> <laughs> you basically have so many skills. But um, it's amazing because you basically channel a lot of things into the few things. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, having to... to to uh, to express yourself to designs, yeah. And um, quick one. So why, you know, I know that you, you can code, but recently you basically like do more of designs. You know, um, can can we know about what inspired you to be a designer? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so sometimes I tell people I'm a designer by day, a developer by night, mm-hmm. and that's true to the last letter. I started out with code actually. I before I got into year one, I had a brief stint with C language. Mm. I had an elder brother kind mm. of figure who was studying computer science at that time. Yes. I watched him do his assignments, but then mm. it was all just magic. I didn't know what he was doing really. He tried to explain at some point and that's how I caught the code bug and <laughs> that joy, that yeah, like yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, I really didn't get to practice much then but eventually when I got into school and later on had a computer to myself mainly mm-hmm. in year one I kind of found out that okay that for every semester there's a language to be learned and all of that mm. while for year one basic was taught and maybe just general uh, procedures on programming. I found mm-hmm. out about Pascal programming language yeah. in my year one. That was being taught to year two. Yeah. 
uh, undergraduates then, but I picked it up from one of the manuals that was given out. Uh, so, you, so like you basically started off with yes, yes, I just I just took off from there. I was just programming them. Awesome. About design, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, you know, life comes with its different challenges and all. Yeah. So while I was in school, I had to keep things running without mm-hmm. maybe looking back home and maybe anything for me from home or so. Mm. So I picked up design and I I was designing posters, I was designing tracts, evangelism tracts and all of that yeah. just to get better at the craft. Mm-hmm. So many times I walked around the school campus and I was like, there's this fine poster that's on the wall. Yeah. So sometimes I go at night and I tear it off the wall mm-hmm. and I, I stick it to my room wall and Stay on it until I get it done. Like yeah. so, whenever I count it, I take it like it's a trophy. Mm. I put different designs on my wall mm-hmm. and look at them every time sleeping, waking up. I see those designs. <laughs> so while at it, I try to replicate what, what the designer see? had done on the poster, the color use, the picture use, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 highlight and the point of joy for me, all of this, okay, like after I've done the design and I'm glad that I've done this. Mm. I try to modify it to how do I, if I'm to express myself with this, how do I, what would I change, what mm. would I do? So uh, I just, I, that's, that's, that's like my process then. And yeah. at the end of everything, when I was satisfied, and I'll take it off the wall, of the like world. accomplished. <laughs> and how long have you been designing? Oops. Uh, okay, my I'll say 2006, 2006, yes, 2006. So, so like, like 13 years counting. 30, oh my God. <laughs> so sometimes I just look at myself and Corel stopped counting, Corel X1, X2, and all of that. I started using Corel from Corel 8. Wow. Down to now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so once again, uh, what's like the, what's the, transition like from a graphic designer to a product designer oh well my transition into product design started when i was on a few projects then working with visual c sharp mm-hmm. so after laying out your classes and all of that many times of i personally i just found I found many of the found many of the designs on the like the look of the interface unattractive. So I started putting uh, my eye to different things like how do these guys do it? Maybe the big names, the Microsofts, the Oracles, and how do they do it that their applications look kind of attractive to use and maybe easy to use and all. That's when I started looking at okay, how do they place text boxes? How do they place this? So gradually, I started drawing on paper interfaces and I started applying to my visual C-sharp mm. stuff. And wow. It was interesting, gradual, until I later found that it was actually a profession on its own product mm-hmm. design. Yeah. So it was easy for me because I could use my graphic design tools to kind of replicate the look of the interfaces. Mm. It, it took time to transition but yeah it was easy by looking at 
other successful brands? <laughs> so, I think you're, you're like the, the perfect fit for this podcast topic. Um, because you started off as a software engineer, and then you can do graphics, and you can also do products. You know, I'm a, I'm a software engineer, right? <laughs> um, I can do some little graphics, but I've, I've not really done one product design yet. <laughs> and, you know, working with product designers, like, for me, it's been easy, right? But not really quite easy. But for some other people, I, I hear them be like, man, I don't like working with designers. They just make life too hard for me as an engineer, you know? And I actually resonate with them because sometimes having to code things are not quite easy, mm, true, right? True. And I want to understand that from your own side of view, whereby you can code, I can also design, you would understand why you're designing, will it be easy for the, for the developer to actually do? Now, for those who doesn't have that opportunity to work with someone who is a designer and yet a developer, and it's someone who doesn't have the opportunity f- for me <laughs> that I tend to work with an outstanding designer, okay. right? What would you say to people like that, to engineers, and what would be your advice about, um, you know, for designers about how to actually design with empathy? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I a lot of times I see debates on Twitter: Should designers learn to code? Should uh, engineers learn to design and all that stuff and sometimes it turns funny in some way but uh, for someone on both sides of the divide when I design I kind of put some thoughts into it I try to capture feasibility try to capture available resources and all of that mm-hmm. so that gives me that kind of puts uh some limits onto yeah how the aesthetics yes like maybe how I put and position different uh, elements of the interface and all of that mm-hmm. so for many designers that totally look at code as maybe uh, an awful space and all of that yeah as much as possible I try to advise that if it's something as basic as uh, HTML, CSS, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of JavaScript, something to help drive your point sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't always... Sometimes I, I, I stay up at night and I have this idea that, okay, I want to push this. But because of my ability to code some excellent, like I, I can just quickly, even if I'm not the one that's going to run through the whole process, mm-hmm. I can at least start up something that someone can see and say, oh, great. I can plug into this. I can make this better. Yeah. So on the same side, uh, design developers trying to look into design. It's a good thing. It's just I count it as uh, it's a plus. It's an advantage that at least you have a stint in both sides. And mm-hmm. it's, it's I don't think it's something that should be frowned upon. Like yeah, it's just not compulsory, but it's but it's, it's cool. added, it's advantage. And. What about for the developers who who receives design works that are just unbelievable? Uh, well, okay, I always believe that 
nothing is impossible. Okay. While nothing is impossible, things have to be considered when there's a project at hand. Mm-hmm. Usually time. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe the tech stack. Yeah. Maybe not be able Robust. to accommodate some yeah. of uh, things needed to implement such design. Mm. Other times, another design, another developer just picks up the design and just whips it up somewhere, and mm-hmm. it's like recently there was uh, there's a button that that had some Cars funny, moving. yeah, yeah. While some designers were claiming that oh, cool design, a lot many developers came online and like this is awful, like yeah. I'm not doing this, yeah. this is almost impossible, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Some other developers jumped on it and got it done. In. Mm. So no, nothing is impossible. It just may not be feasible to do within the certain time frame, time frame. Mm-hmm. or maybe with the available resources generally. Yeah. But uh, maybe in spare time kind of thing, it something that time. one can, it's even kind of uh, pushes your frontiers just to test yeah. what you can do, the limits of your skill and all of that. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Wow. That's that's really nice. So, from your perspective, what would you consider the best design for a project? Would it be the best aesthetics, or will it be considering doing the developers' um, skill set? Oh, uh, okay. A good product has to be. Functional should be able to do what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. At the same time, should be pleasant to use. Mm. The elements are well placed, um, so it it can't it can't just swing on one side of the device. Mm. If there's an app that is looking so pleasant to use but is mm. not getting things done, mm. then it's just a waste of time and resources. Mm-hmm. And many times there are so many functional apps that are so useful but they are not pleasant to use they are they, they look cumbersome and all of that it's a deterrent from even using such apps nobody wants to touch yeah. so a perfect mix of both is actually okay. yeah a perfect mm. mix of and what are the things that what are the what, what are your processes you know like i know you've designed amazing products you've designed for farm cloudy you you designed Cloudivest, you you know, and some other apps, other platforms. What are your processes that you take, like okay, from ideation to B to C to D, to the point that we have the product design. Oh okay. Uh, there's a normal flow for product design where you go from maybe the idea to mm-hmm. deeper thoughts on the on the idea like maybe doing the user research yeah. drawing out the user journeys yeah. drawing out maybe like singling out your target user mm-hmm. drawing out the persona and all of that uh, many times maybe due to time constraint and all of that, mm-hmm. you don't have the time to go through all the processes. Yes. But some 
of these processes are some of the steps of this process, like it's just key that they must be taught. Yes, what are the processes? So, like, uh, there are some I don't ever miss. Okay. Some form of user research. Okay. Not just uh, asking questions, but asking questions that actually affect how these users will use the app. Uh, I would have loved us to actually go deeper into this, right, about user research. Okay. First, because I believe that that's that's key. that's a deep yeah. It's um what what to use user user research. Okay. Uh, while I may not have a dictionary, yeah, definition of course your own perspective about user okay. Uh, what who is my target user? Mm-hmm. I try to what's the everyday life like. What other apps do they use? Mm-hmm. What services do they use that maybe they are already accustomed to? Mm-hmm. Uh, why would they want to use my product? Mm-hmm. Why would they stick to it? Maybe would it be the functionality? Am I bringing any new feature yes. and all of that? Is the product actually solving the problem that mm-hmm. is came to them? How likely are these people to refer others yeah. to use this? How will it affect them? Will it, uh, how how do I design this product, or what can I do to this product that maybe just brings them joy and makes them want to use it? Mm. Well, that's nice. And okay, so looking at the fact that, for example, right, I want to design an app that is targeted to to people who are in the middle class, and then down to the lower class. You know, like I can envisage that the majority of people who are going to use my app will be those middle class and below middle class. Okay. Um, and, then, and then I have, like, so I saw a design that has lots of icons okay. around it. But we all know that those who understand icons, usually they're the enlightened. Mm-hmm. But my teacher users are those who are not so enlightened. Okay. In terms of user research and then implementing that user research, which which choice of design would you suggest? Is, is it the one that has that looks good and super sleek, or the one that is straight to the point, less animations? I know what to click, I went to click and then it does the work for me. Oh, okay. Which of those two? Okay, uh, I think a rule of thumb for me is like keep it simple. Mm. Keep it simple. You there, you can add in micro interactions and all those animations in a subtle way that everything blends in, mm. but everything is still kept simple. So it's 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 it. The pleasure of using the product goes beyond the cool colors and all mm. of that. It's, I can like you can use all the colors in the world in an app, but to only mess it up. Mm. So if it means using just white background and two colors to push and drive your message and drive your functionality, home, yes, then do so. No, like cut out the fancy, the, van, the fancy yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, there are other apps that need the fancy gradients, that need all the icons, the swipes and all of that <laughs> yes so it all depends on your target user user 
Mm-hmm. It depends on target user, like the youth and trendy. Mm-hmm. The, there's a kind of uh, there's a kind of trend there according to the they use Instagram, they know the the, the swipe on yes. Tinder and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it won't be a new thing to them to maybe yeah. use my product with those features. Yes, but I won't I won't do the same thing for uh, maybe senior citizens. That's me. Mm-hmm. need to just access their financial records or something. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and then I'm not booking them swipe, swipe, swipe yes, to, uh, yeah. to so see. We, sh- we should understand the user well enough that not all gestures are yes. known to all classes of mm-hmm. uh, users. So um, if I understand you well, your process is basically starting from user research and understanding who are the target users yeah. and then from then you then decide on which design flow do you want to adopt? Is it the one that is fancy or the one that is simple? Okay, yeah. So uh, for different brands, you know, you uh, there's the brand guideline way and you want to keep to mm. the brand's image kind of, there's a tone of voice and all of that that the, the brand uses. So you, you tailor that to how your target users react to yes. whatever mediums you're reaching out to them through, yes. be it web, be it mobile apps. So you want to be consistent mm. with the brand message, keep the same tone of language to the users. Yes. And with that, you know what you're designing. Like if, if, it's, if it's for a financial service, yes. for instance, in as much as I want to make it look transparent and formal. <laughs> I still don't want to make it boring. Yes. So there'll be how I put in the animations for the card, mm-hmm. maybe a debit card design and all of that. You mm-hmm. you try to balance it all so, so it's not so formal that it's now boring yes. and it's not so playful that yeah, that's it has lost its essence. Yes. So that pushes to maybe drawing out the user journey. What elements should come at what point mm-hmm what uh, animation comes to play and all of that yeah. just so in a way that people just get things done and when they get things done they get some kind of feedback mm-hmm. that oh yeah this yeah. is this is good and so another thing that i would like to learn from you is, is fact that because of the audiences who are not designers and who probably are not software engineers um if they want to um, like get a design up front and then they are, they are looking for designers. Yeah. What are the set of things that they should look for in designers? And that to say, yes, this person I want to hire. Okay, while uh, people have various views on that on hiring any designer, personally, I look out for the range of uh, work in the portfolio. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's see if if your product then have you done any mobile app? Yes. Uh, let me see landing page design you've done. Mm. Do you have any idea? Do you have, do you have anything to show me on dashboard? Mm-hmm. Maybe on the dashboard and admin dashboard. Yeah. And just hint me on your process flow. Mm. How do you gather data? Your research data? How do you? I I want to know all of that. That helps me judge. So I would not want to pick someone who has designed 
all through maybe all through his career, maybe yes. just mobile apps. Yes. I would not want to entrust that person fully mm. on some or maybe designing uh, administrative panels for mm. a SaaS for application. A SaaS product, yeah. Yeah. So I want to if I can see a range of things you've done, you've done I yes. should be able to place where, where you your best trend. Yeah. Wow, awesome. And where can I find these designers? Like, okay, if I can ask a friend, but what if I want to explore? Are there websites I can look for, freelancers? Where do you think I can find them? Yeah, while many will swear by the gig markets where you have uh, <laughs> Fiverr, Upwork, and all. Yes. Personally, I just believe a simple shout out on Twitter yes. does a lot of magic uh, where you. Just ask. I need a designer for a project. I need a designer for a project, and uh, you see quite a number of people jump on it. And simply just ask for a portfolio, ask for a dribble page, and all of that. Mm. Wow, that's fantastic. And I would also like to learn about one more thing, right? Like. <laughs> Like, so I've learned a lot, really, because these are questions that, that I'm looking for answers for. I have tons of people who would love to know how to actually get designers, even though they, would, they don't want to go to software developers, right? So that they don't charge them more and the, and the likes. But then I would like to know, what if I currently employed, but I want to steal my own. Is that really a nice idea as a designer? What's like the future for designers like to you? Oh, okay. What's the future of design? Uh, design keeps evolving. Like, will I make more money designing for, like working for a company or will I make more money working for myself? Okay, because design is evolving new spheres keep opening up every time and all mm-hmm. of that. Usually I don't like to be stuck on one viewpoint in design, maybe designing products. Yes. So I like to explore. Mm. And usually uh, if you're in a nine to five, you're mostly going to be maybe and you're not in an agency. Yes. So what you work on is restricted to what the company does yes. and all of that usually. So I'm a strong supporter for maybe side projects. I'm a strong supporter for taking on different gigs mm-hmm. just to uh, widen your scope of experience, to learn new things. Yeah, basically that. Awesome. And now, this question I'm about to ask right now is what I believe that some people are currently, especially you that are really listening to me right now, must be maybe... Time to ask these questions from a DME, right? And that is coming from my own point of view about how much should designer charge? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, because as a software engineer, <laughs> like I've talked about this with Emmanuel Totti and it shared light to that topic. So in like in brief topic, like in a, in a brief answer, you know, how much do you think designers should charge? 
Okay, well, there's no fixed charge or stuff around. There's no Bible on charging fees for designers. Mm -hmm. What guides my uh, charging strategy is, one, I have a fixed or more like a base price that every other thing is stacked upon. Mm. Am I going to be buying new plugins? Am I going to be needing this? I, I can calculate all my needs for mm -hmm. that and stack it on my base charge. Yes. Then I may now calculate how many days, how many hours, how many weeks am I taking on this. Is this going to be a retainer project? All of those things come into play rather than just uh, calling out a price and Later, you now think, why, why did I go so low and all of that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you just think that, hope I'm not building these guys too high. Too high yes. Sometimes you don't want to. And, uh, okay, but but let's let's be more more direct, right? Just give me an idea. Like I want to hire a designer to design. A mobile app for me that's going to consist of let's say after i've scoped everything like about 16 15 coins mm. how much do you think is reasonable knowing the fact that we are in you know, like the nigerian community is being abused okay right now in terms of the people standard in terms of quality of work what's like the range would you suggest could be a designer's base like, you know what? You want to design a top-notch um, work, don't let this be, like, don't go below this. You cannot go up front. Okay, while I'm so scared <laughs> of putting out a number, yes, I think different people have different perspectives to this money thing. Mm -hmm. On some projects that I've been on, I see that uh, some designers based in Kaduna Yes. Would not charge the same kind of rates as those based in Lagos. Yeah. So, yeah, so location all, yeah, location is, is skill level. Okay. And maybe designer's exposure actually. Yes. And usually I think for the person hiring, uh you while you want it cheap, mm -hmm. also consider the quality of work, of work that's uh, you should you most likely get from cheap stuff. Yeah, that does not translate to every designer that is expensive or price be pricey is top notch or maybe good. Mm -hmm. It's not always the case, mm -hmm. but I believe uh, if, if I've spent so much effort, so much resources into learning and perfecting my craft, yes, then I know what has gone into it, and I should be able to confidently. Yes. Put a price to it and and stay and stand by it like okay yeah. So we well, are not still asking my question, please. Okay. I see. Okay. Um, okay. You know what? How about we do this for for an average designer who is just in the game for about a year? You want to advise my audience? Okay. Who is a designer currently listening to this? Is currently in the game for about a year or okay. more? Okay. And he wants to charge for a work. Okay. I don't want him to go too low. Okay. Because if a client pay cheap, they would m maybe come back to even insult. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or not even appreciate the work. 
you know, but how much for an average designer who does in the game for maybe a year? Okay, uh, so uh, a, a client reached out to me to help work on a project that, like recently, about three weeks ago, yes. my hands were so full at that time and I could not. Mm-hmm. Also, the budget, yes. the client's budget was much lower than I could. Is, take. is that something you could share? Yes, definitely. Was much lower than I could take. Yes. So I, I had to look for one of the people that I you can outsource to. Day, yes, that I can. So I kind of taught this person, and mm-hmm. I've been watching him grow and yeah. all of that. So I kind of, how much would you do this? And he looked and said, I, maybe I should just fix the price. And no, no, like this is not me now. There's a yeah. client waiting, so you should. <laughs> yes. So I think for about uh, 78 screens in total for a mobile app. Yes. 78 screens. He charged 360, mm-hmm. which the client beat down to 300. That's like $1,000. And then down, then beat down to $800. Yes. Okay. Just there about. For 78 screens, that's a lot of screens. Yeah. Don't you think that's, that's low? And um, like another question is, is person a Nigerian client? Yes, a Nigerian client. The... Designer who later worked on this, okay. took on it as maybe it's a learning process. Mm. So like the experience he was going to get from it, he kind yeah. of like, I want to learn on this, but I don't want to do this for free. Definitely, mm. let me get charged. Well, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you can use that to balance things. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I felt it was too low for mm. for me to work on. So I. Oh jeez, <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, I want to believe that you've learned a lot from this um, conversation. I'm super excited that Andrea is finally here. It's someone that I've been, you know, how, <laughs> how many weeks have I tried to invite you <laughs> to come to my podcast? Like oh, weeks, literally weeks. I wish and, I had read it earlier. <laughs> and we're finally here, and um, I'm excited that we've been able to deliver value to this person that is currently listening and um, are there some things that you'd like to share or maybe things that you'd like to promote about yourself like people to, to know okay um, I've got some things cooking currently which uh, I hope to share some other time okay yeah, all right. but uh, we should just keep our fingers crossed on yeah, some Awesome. Things, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> no pressure at all. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Toby. I really appreciate it. I hope this. when I um, call you, you, you'll be kind enough to... I'll jump at it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, thank you. All right, thank you so much. Yes, so that's it from Adiyemi Anedapo, a UI, UX, and uh, lead designer at FarmCloudy. He leads, like, the designs for the company, and... Um, it's vastly experienced. And I hope you've learned. I hope it's been valuable. I hope the time that you've used to listen, the data has been worth it. Please do one more thing. If you're able to watch to this particular minute, kindly share. If you'd like to comment, you can comment to the Twitter account, to your Twitter account, and then tag me. I would um, be um, generous enough to you know, retweet. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the time. Once again, super excited to be your host at On Stage Podcast. Bye.